0: Welcome to the Remarkable Branding Flash Briefing with Heather Murphy and Amin Ahmed.
1: Today is a topic that I love. It's about technology and we're going to talk a little bit about what your tech stack has to do with being remarkable.
0: So if you could just back up a little bit for us, Amin, on what you mean by tech stack, that'd be really helpful for some of us who are a little bit more creative and a little less technically inclined.
1: Awesome. Okay. So the term tech stack refers to the different tools, the different technologies that you use in your business. So you may be using Gmail or G Suite for business and Dropbox. That comprises your tech stack. And sometimes there's a harmony between the tools that you're using. And sometimes there's this dissonance. And today there's three things I want to share with you in terms of how you can use your tech stack to be Remarkable. So the first thing is about having a good user experience through your website. Your website is probably the center of your tech stack. And when somebody arrives at your website and they don't have a good experience, that's going to turn them off, and it's not going to lead to a, a new client or customer. And an example of that is that if you build your website on desktop, but you don't optimize it for mobile, that's a terrible experience because the majority of people right now are on mobile, whether they're sitting on the can in the bathroom or whether they're, you know, in their car waiting for a red light to change. And that's a really important thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is producing. The second thing is reducing, I should say, friction. And I've seen this over and over again, I've seen it done really well, and I've seen it done really poorly. And what I mean by friction is that if somebody's trying to sign up for your service, are you asking them for their name, phone number, dog's name, birth date, you know, their their child's. (laughs) So you're asking too much information, that's, that's friction to getting them to sign up. You really need to just know their first name and their email address, and that's it.
0: You know what, I like to think about that in terms of level of risk you know, like the, how much risk can I expect them to take? I mean, if I'm going to give them a free course, for example, that's 12 mm-hmm. weeks, it's going to change their lives. I'm going to maybe want to know about their dog. <laughs> you know, but if, you know, if I'm just wanting to give them a coupon code, I, I maybe don't even need to know their name. So the level of risk that I'm asking them to take, it's like a, it's like a give and take, right? So exactly. like if they were actually purchasing something from me and their information was the currency, what is the value I'm giving them in terms of what I'm
1: asking for. Right. And, and you know, you can go as, as simple as, as simple just an email address. And mm-hmm. then you can go into some more things that will help you segment them later on. But mm-hmm. agreed, keep it, keep it simple for the item that you're giving them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now the last part is really important is that if your tech stack doesn't uh, connect with what they're already using, you're going to end up having drop-offs. And what, what I mean by that is, for example, if you, take on a new client and you ask them to sign on to SharePoint and you know create a new Microsoft account and then do this and, and jump through hoops just to be able to communicate with you, that's just not going to work. I find Google does a really good job of this. You can create a Google Doc. Most people have a Gmail address and you don't even have to have a Gmail address to access a lot of these documents. And so that's a really important thing. To recap, a good user experience on your website, example, your mobile, less friction. If they're signing up, don't ask for too much information and mm-hmm. make sure that what you use is part of your client or your customer customers' workflow already.
0: I have a question about that, Amin. Mm-hmm. So sometimes clients have all kinds of ways of sharing content. And you know, you'll get a text message and you'll get a message on Facebook and you'll get 12 emails and you'll get a message on Slack and you'll get, you know, how do you how do you personally connect with clients, but also make sure that you're able to streamline your own workflow?
1: Yeah, great question. Great question. I think we've all gone through this where we have a client that just wants to use every different medium to, to connect with you. And on their end, it's convenient for them when they're at their computer, they're sending an email. If they're outside, they're using their phone to text you. I think a big part of this is a good onboarding process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we could do a whole episode on this, but a good onboarding process where you ask your client to commit to one method or, or a handful, maybe two or three methods of communication based on the nature of what you're doing. So if mm-hmm. it's, uh, if it's help desk related, maybe you just use Slack for that or maybe use email for things that are unrelated or a group of things. So I think but it's, it's about
0: simplification and communication.
1: Yep, yeah, one of my favorite mm-hmm. saying is simplify to amplify. And I think mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference when you simplify down to, you know, one or two things versus five or 10 things, and then things get mm-hmm. lost and communication is, is missed. And that, it, that leads in frustration, right? And people, Absolutely. nobody wants to be frustrated. No, let's
0: keep it easy, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So I hope that's been helpful for you guys. And thank you so much for making us a part of your day.
0: You can visit us online at remarkablebranding.co.